Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, April 7th. This is your FT News Briefing. The EU's drug regulator plans to investigate Russia's Sputnik V vaccine. A Japanese chipmaker that's vital to the global auto industry is diversifying its business. And Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, finds himself politically isolated and facing an uphill battle against coronavirus. The problem for Bolsonaro has been the emergence of this very virulent P1 variant. So that, if you like, has completely thrown Bolsonaro's plans out of kilter. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The European Medicines Agency is about to launch an investigation into Russia's COVID-19 vaccine and whether trials violated ethical standards. The EU drug regulator told the FT it's following up on reports that suggest participants may have been coerced into taking part in the Sputnik V trials. The Kremlin Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is backing the trials, denies this. The FT's pharmaceutical reporter, Donato Paolo Mancini, broke the story. The probe is there to determine whether something went wrong. So what would happen if the vaccine ends up being approved, the trials are found to be safe and sound and completely compliant with international guidelines, then I think that would be a significant sort of boost for the vaccine, which has, you know, which hasn't received, let's call it positive attention from European politicians in the past few months. Whichever way you look at it, I think the outcome matters, if not just for a matter of getting the actual doses of the vaccine into the EU, which might be happening at some point, we don't know, but also for just the mere fact that the vaccine is found to be ethically trialed, it's safe and effective, and the EMA, which is one of the most important regulators in the world, actually backs it. Donato Palomancini is the FT's pharmaceutical reporter. We've been looking at the global chip industry on the show lately, and yesterday we did a story about the world's largest contract chip maker. It's called TSMC. The Taiwanese company manufactures about 70% of the microcontroller chips used in cars. Well, TSMC has a smaller competitor called Rensis Electronics. The Japanese company is the world's second largest supplier of microcontroller chips. People don't know microcontrollers, but the chips are basically used in everything from like, you know, power steerings to like wipers. So obviously when these chips aren't supplied, that causes a lot of disruption to the supply chain. That's the FT's Tokyo correspondent, Kana Inagaki. She's been reporting on Renesis because of a recent fire at a plant north of Tokyo and didn't help the global shortage of automotive chips. But the company's also been in the news because it's been buying up other chip makers over the past few years. Right now, it's in the process of buying an Anglo-German semiconductor company called Dialog, which supplies Apple. So the company has spent um, about $16 billion in overseas M&A since 2017 with one major goal in mind. It basically wants to diversify its business beyond cars to areas such as data centers and consumer devices. Now, automotive chips currently make up about half of its revenue, but with the most recent acquisition of Dialog, for example, it will be able to increase its presence in supplying chips for internet-connected devices. Kana says Renesis can't take on some of its bigger rivals head-to-head, so it's positioning itself carefully for the future. 
Even with the recent acquisitions, I don't think Renaissance plans to compete directly with large Chinese rivals with very deep pockets, because that would be very difficult to do. But its strategy is more to have a wider portfolio of products so that it can serve both the car and technology sectors when the era of self-driving electric vehicles arrives. That's the FT's Tokyo correspondent, Kana Inagaki. Brazil is at the center of the global pandemic. The country is reporting more than 80,000 new infections a day as it battles a new wave of coronavirus. On top of that, the economy is spiraling downward, and Brazil's president is having a hard time keeping his government together. I spoke to the FT's Latin America editor, Michael Stott, and he said what's different from previous political crises is that Bolsonaro is now at odds with the military. And that's a particular problem for Bolsonaro because he is himself from the military. He spent uh, a lot of time in the military and rose to the rank of captain before leaving. He's given a huge number of jobs in government and in state-owned companies to the military. At one point, half his cabinet from the military. His vice president is from the military. So he's made the military a core pillar of his government. And yet, you know, very dramatically at the end of last month, there was this break between Bolsonaro and the military. And so while all this is going on, the virus is still raging and Bolsonaro continues to resist strict lockdown measures. You know, he said shutting down the economy would be a great evil, his words. So how is the economy actually doing? Well, last year, Brazil's economy performed a bit better than people had expected. And part of the reason was the resistance to lockdowns. The other part was a very generous government support program. The strategy didn't look completely stupid. And I think one has to also recognize that in emerging market economies where you have high poverty levels, a lot of people who have to go out to work every day in the informal economy to earn money, it's difficult to impose effective lockdowns. The problem for Bolsonaro has been the emergence of this very virulent uh, P1 variant, which came was first sighted in the Amazon in December. And it appears to be more transmissible and more lethal than the other variants, and is also capable of reinfecting at least some people who had the virus before. So that, if you like, has completely thrown Bolsonaro's plans out of kilter. He had sort of bargained on Brazil reaching some kind of level of herd immunity through infection, but that clearly has not happened. And instead, you've had a new wave of infection that's been much more serious, much more virulent, much more potent and more deadly than we had last year. So, Michael, if Bolsonaro and Brazil don't get the economy and the virus under control. How will it affect its neighbors? Well, the most immediate risk is the spread of these virulent variants, particularly the P1 variant. And it has now been picked up in a number of countries across the Americas. And it's led to spikes in cases in countries which before had been spared almost the pandemic, such as Uruguay, which had so far managed to control it very well, have seen big spikes now. Then, of course, there's a second order danger that all of this is going to tip the economy back into a recession. And so that, again, could have a a ripple effect in the region. Now, Michael, recently, a member of Brazil's lower house floated the idea of impeaching Bolsonaro. Now, this is just a hint, a flavor of a threat, But could it be a real possibility at some point? 
So it was ominous for Bolsonaro in that it was the first time that one of his supposed allies, the Speaker of the Lower House of Congress, a very powerful, influential politician, mentioned the possibility. And of course, in Brazil, this is not a theoretical possibility because Dilma Rousseff, who was uh, president two before Bolsonaro, was impeached and removed from office. So this is something that can happen in Brazil if Congress is behind it. We're not there yet by any stretch of the imagination. Bolsonaro still has a support base, I think around 28% is the latest poll showing approval rating, which may sound bad, but it's nowhere near bad enough. Most people believe would be quite unlikely to move against him when he was still commanding close to a third of the electorate's support. Michael Stott is the FT's Latin America editor. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mark. Before we go, the FT has unearthed the story of a British export that's become tangled in post-Brexit red tape. A factory in the UK claims to be the world's only commercial production site for nematodes. Now, if you don't know what a nematode is, they are microscopic parasitic worms that keep slugs and other insects off your vegetables. They're basically a natural pest control. When the nematode factory sent out its first shipment of the year of the teeny tiny worms to gardeners and commercial growers in the EU... The shipment was turned back. The reason why? Well, it all comes down to the Brexit trade deal. Since the Brexit trade deal was signed, all plant and animal products entering Europe need an individual export health certificate stamped by an official government-certified vet. That is challenging for a product like nematodes that's typically shipped hundreds of billions at a time. The nematode company pleaded with officials, but to no avail, and now billions and billions of the worms are piling up at the factory in Littlehampton on the south coast of England, waiting for someone to sign off on their journey across the channel. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.